Hello and welcome to the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show, episode seven. I am your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today alongside Scott Williams in replace of Tom Hughes, who uh, he's decided to take his leave of the podcast this week because he decided to pick Harry Kane over Romelu Lukaku. Let's let's not mention that any any more. This podcast is our current leader of the All In Football Podcast Mini League and a two-time winner of our little friends Mini League, Jack Cowcroft. And uh, alongside him is Martin Wheel, who was third in our Mini League last season and is also doing pretty well. He, what I think he's fourth in the league this season. So uh, thank you very much for joining us this week, guys. Um, how are we doing, Scotty? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I feel a bit more with it now. Now I've wild-carded. So yeah, a bit, bit safer. But... Yeah, um, it would it would have been a really good week for me if Trent wasn't Trent. Um, so yeah, that's where a lot of people have sort of you know I've still got one of the top scores this week, but if it weren't for Trent, I'd have been out there on my own, I think. Um, but that's a gamble you do, and yeah, I'm probably taking a minus four to get the boy in because he doesn't play he doesn't play it uh, right back. No. He plays he plays right wing. Let's yeah, be honest, he, he and, and his his balls are dangerous, and yeah, he, he he's a must have now, isn't he? He did. He, he really is. I think, to be fair, he, he has been. Is it going to be a mainstay in my team, if not a, a season keeper? As much as I hate that phrase uh, for the rest of the season, uh, guys. Follow us on All In Football Pod and All In Football P on Instagram, Twitter, and our TikTok, which is getting many views. We're uh, pu- pu- pushing the pushing the TikTok hype, guys. And also, uh, please like and subscribe the to these videos um, on YouTube, and also follow us on your. Uh, your your platforms for podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Everyone who listens is greatly appreciated and uh, keep sending me your questions and messages in. So, review of this game week. So, Alisson was the top performing keeper with nine points. Uh, Marcel at Wolves. Wolves' great start to fixtures has, uh, has started well with him. He gets uh, 13 points. Cancelo with 12 points. Trent with 12 points. Kovacic chipping in with 13, which is a bit random. Um, Townsend, he only scores worldies, doesn't he? 12 points. Uh, Zaha had his week, everybody. He had his week where he gets points. Um, now everyone Loads will buy people transfer him in. exactly, everyone will buy him and then he'll do bad again. <laughs> That's what Zaha does. Trossard, exactly the same as Zaha. <laughs> it's uh, funny to see them do well. And then, uh, look at this Lukaku Ronaldo. And uh, Edward, who came on, scored two goals in ten minutes. Um, yeah. Watch his watch his price also go up this week. Um, funnily enough, but yeah, the uh, the premiums are doing incredible things. Uh, wild cards: one point uh, one million managers played their wild card this week out of about things about the eight million managers that are playing at the moment. Um, not surprised to see the panic. Uh, all of the transfers that have come in after deadline day, um, it's it's really started kicking off, hasn't it? Most transferred in Ronaldo, shock. And most transferred in Salah, who's still about 50% owned. Um, so no one is surprised by that at all. To get on to review uh, our mini league. So if you haven't joined our mini league yet, why not? And you need to get involved. The, the code for podcast listeners is 2P5QC4. That's 2P5QC4. The more the merrier. Get joining. I don't know, one of the lads who listens to this hasn't joined and he would be ahead of Jack if oh, he had joined definitely so Definitely don't join then. We need to get him off the top of this league. <laughs> but uh, but Jack, thanks for joining us again because um, I know you joined us previous on previous podcasts before. Uh, talk us through your game week. Well, I'll start up front because that's where the headline is. I mean, I went for it. I brought in Ronaldo, captained him. 
really happy with that decision. Um, even though Bruno was who I took out, um, also scored points, but um, Ronaldo looked great and hungry for goals. Moving along the line, Antonio, he's done so well for me. Um, he was a gamble, well, not really a gamble, but he was someone who I wanted in my team right from the start, um, from a so-called lesser team outside of the top four, and he's paid off, but got a red card in the last minute, didn't get any points, and ended up with a minus one. Um, Salah, you know, extremely reliable, got his goal again. Um, Shaw, assist, and as um, Scott said, Alexander-Arnold, he's absolutely smashed it. Um, and he's, you know, one of the reasons why I just don't like to have a wild card with him not in. And then Sanchez, my set and forget keeper, um, picking up points in a clean sheet, which was a bit of a surprise, but glad to see it. The bench is a sea of uh, a sea. It's playing knots and crosses with no crosses, mate. So yeah, what's the, I was what's the lucky that? that I had um, the Southampton defender on my bench because um, I the one mistake that I've made at the start of the season is putting in Chilwell. I thought he didn't play much over the summer. He'll come back fit, and I didn't think Tuchel fancied um, Alonso, but I've been proved wrong, and. Mm. <laughs> He keeps on tempting me by making statements in the press too. She'll saying, oh, you know, he's fit and ready to go. He's, he's got his mind right now. He'll be playing. But I don't know whether that means Champions League or not. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I've, I've made my transfer, which I'll, I'll reveal a bit later on, maybe when we're talking <laughs> who to bring in. Um, and the player I've taken out is Chilwell, just because I've got a bit fed up with him, really. I think it's the rotation, isn't it, as well, with Chelsea? Yeah. I think it pro- proved it last week, didn't it? The last week was the ultimate... The only player that seems to be safe is um, uh, Mendy, Rudiger, and, and Lukaku. It seems, yeah. doesn't it? Um, yeah, because like you say, Mount there, who I thought was a starter, who Tuchel really liked. Um, but I think he's a little bit off form. I didn't think he was great in the internationals. Um, mm. So maybe you can discover something um, in Champions League next week. Mr. Wheel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alex. Happy to talk, be here. Talk us through your game week. And did you uh, did you wildcard this week? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I was losing a little bit of uh, momentum in the mini league and I couldn't make the transfers I wanted about a minus hit or minus eight. So I thought it's the wildcard week, even though I would have preferred to use that in game week seven. Um, but yeah, I think our, our, our league is very strong and so you don't want to lose ground because... Um, yeah, you, you get cut adrift. So, I mean, yeah, starting starting up front, um, Ronaldo straight in, but I was a bit sceptical if he would start or maybe just make a, a sub-appearance. So that's why I went for a proven Salah as captain. Um, mm-hmm. But really happy I brought Ronaldo in because that really, um, yeah, helped my week. Uh, the punt to Dennis, uh, you know, <laughs> he scored a couple in the first game and I thought, you know what, he's going to score against the lesser teams for Watford. Uh, he's going to play all the minutes, I think, because he can go on the wing and up front. So, um, yeah, two attacking returns, game week one. And he, he does look good. And I've, I've seen reliably on Twitter, he's Watford's best player. Um, so uh, he's going to be on my bench anyway for, for the next few weeks. Maybe you'll maybe you'll get a start. Um, none of my midfield um, risks paid off. Um, not risks, but Torres, Chiore, Giotta, the kind of the minute risks of Torres and Jota, uh, but they can have returns. Um, but yeah, I got my points in defence, really. You know, returns from everybody there. Um, happy that the Wolves um, set a fixture keeper uh, there paid off. Mm-hmm. Then White actually paid off. I think Arsenal will 
probably get points through their clean sheets now because their attack doesn't look very good. So having Gabriel in there and White now, hopefully there'll be a few clean sheets now from White. And he did go down in value, so he could be a good a good one to get in. Yeah, sure. um, but yeah, um, probably done the right thing wildcard and I'd have actually had another really poor week if I didn't. So yeah, pretty set now. Yeah, it's good balance. And we, we talked about this last week, Trent, Salah, Ronaldo and Antonio being the mainstays really of the team. Then you can go for the, either the, the, the mid-priced midfielders or you can go for a, two sort of more expensive ones up front. And I think it's one of the template ways of uh, having a look at the, um, at the at the wild card itself. I also Scott, don't think you're going to have too many blanks. You know, if both those players start, Jota and um, Torres, I don't think you'll have, you know, if you start those in future game weeks, you won't have any many game weeks where they work both won't score or do something I think you've been unlucky this yeah. game yeah I think you then sit there you'd expect and just, that gamble to come off wouldn't you you worry about that premium striker like Lukaku doing something though every week yeah. which is going to be the, the risk <laughs> You do, you do. And uh, talking about worrying about the Lukaku premium striker uh, <laughs> until uh, until someone put one in the top corner to, for their second goal of the game, oh. it was uh, maybe not looking as shiny. Um, oh. But Scott, talk us through your game week. Podcast listeners, talk, tell them about your wildcard team. Yeah, so wildcard, I thought, sod it, I'll go for Ronaldo and Lukaku. Why not? It's going to be fun, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to keep telling myself that. Um, yeah, I, I would, probably would have gone Ronaldo, but for the same reason as I, was it you, Jack, that I wasn't sure whether he'd be starting. Um, and I, I'm surprised he did, but I guess Oli probably felt like he had to start him because it's Ronaldo. But um, yeah, I, I was, I, yeah, I was a bit worried when he was bagging, and you know, I still had him, but people, you know, had captained him. But um, Lukaku, I think, looks dangerous. Looks really good. Um, he doesn't need that many chances as well, which is good. Yeah, went for the Dennis as well. I uh, thought he's actually looked pretty good when I've seen him. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think he'll get some returns. Um, someone gave me some good stats about four nails. Um, can't remember who it was. So, <laughs> went, went for that. Um, and, yeah, that happened. Torres as well went for that uh, little gamble. Eric Dyer went well. Uh, <laughs> at least one Tanganga. That's, that's a positive, isn't it? Um, yeah, I thought they'd look really solid so far. Um, yeah, injured after about 10 minutes. And then, yeah, obviously I've had to go cheap on the defence. Duffy, Liveramento. Lucky that Liveramento came off my bench for six. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be getting rid of Christiansen uh, for Trent and probably getting in some guy that you said of a week, Sissoko for Watford, um, as a really cheap replacement for maybe... Greenwood. Okay. It's tough, um, fix, tough fixtures coming up for Man U, isn't it? Yeah. So they've got like, um, they've got uh, West Ham next, which is tough, but then they've got Villa and then their fixtures get really tough for like Everton and then they play like yeah. a lot of a lot of the big boys at that point. Um, yeah. Tuchel's really done us any this week. Christensen was one of the th- people I'd have definitely put in myself if it was, um, if it was up to me. Um, yeah, overranked 231k for myself. Uh, Batman in goal, which was a mistake. Wolves haven't scored a goal yet this season, so I put them in and uh, Sanchez would have been the right move. But there you go, four points lost. Uh, Trent Shaw, White, Salah, Rafinha, Greenwood, Ben Rama, Ronaldo, Antonio, and Tony. As soon as I, I'm sorry, everyone, I broke Ben Rama. As soon as I brought him in, he's not scored any points. Um, and then Sissoko Ailing, and I've, uh, I've still got this little man Simicast sitting on my bench. He'll be uh, he'll be there until until I uh, until I wild card probably I'm sure but 
Um, what's happened to me this se- start of the season, exactly what I thought would happen, unfortunately, now is that I've got Simicast and that's blocked me to get to Jota. And that's why I don't triple up on people. My, my original team is one of my rules, don't triple up on people. Like I got done by a four million pound Liverpool defender that I just now can't get rid of. But still... Jota's not not scored in his last two, so it's uh, it could have been worse. I want to just open up the floor a little bit, guys, to talk about premiums. So um, when I was looking at the statistics for um, this game week itself, well, all the premiums pretty much banged, didn't they? Um, round points, Lukaku, Ronaldo, Trent, Salah, even Aubameyang got some points. Um how are you approaching the Ronaldo Kane versus Lukaku uh, battle, guys? I know you guys have obviously got two in at the moment, Scott. But how who, who's the how are you approaching them? Well, I mean, for me, I've just got two of them in, yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I, I guess it, it, it rotating. If I'm going for two up top, it does mean I can rotate into Kane. Obviously, quite easy. They're all very similar price. If I've you know got some money set aside. Um, what's what's Kane? Twelve point two. What's twelve two now? Yeah. Yeah, and Lukaku oh, 11.6, obviously I'd make money on there. I, I Weirdly, I think I'd have Lukaku in. He's the one I want in, I think, all season, if I can, just because it just looks good. It just looks like he would always got a chance to get you a goal. But I think for me, that's the way I'll be playing it, two out them three going forward and, yeah, just saving money elsewhere. That's the, I think that's the, the, the key, isn't it? Because you're keeping Salah and you're getting Trent in. So you're going to have to compromise a long lot for the rest of the team. Whereas mm-hmm. myself, I'm kind of trying to get one of the three of them in at once. And then I want to keep the money spread a little bit more. Don't know if that's your, your approach in it, Jack. I came very close to playing my wild card this week um, to get Lukaku in because Scott's team, that's how I want to play it. I want to have two, obviously Ronaldo and Lukaku, and then a budget third choice striker still have the big hitters in, try and squeeze Trent in there as well. Because I think there are some great budget options this year. <sighs> you know, I love Kane. I love to see him score goals. I don't mean he's got the same team around him as um, Chelsea and Man United do. I think they're going to c- create more opportunities. I think he's going to have to do, Kane's going to have to do it all by himself if he wants to have a few goals or Son's going to have to help him out massively. So I think Scott's got it right. Get those two in um, and build it around those two. The only reason why I didn't wildcard is I want to try and save it as late as possible as I do every year um, and the rest of my team doesn't look that bad. And is it worth it just to bring in Lukaku? I mean, he'll probably prove me wrong up until game week seven where he does score some goals. But if he is doing that, game week seven is probably wearing a pull, pull the trigger. What do you think, Martin? Uh, kind of with you, Alex, I think I'm going for one premium for now. Um, and I might then pivot Ronaldo into Lukaku when they've got a really good run of fixtures in game week seven. Uh, obviously taking the risk on home Ronaldo there. But um, who, who do you cover it with? Who do you cover the Ronaldo for? My, do you go for Greenwood? Do you try and yeah, get Bruno? Because he's similar I, price. I think it's probably like a jotter out for, for Greenwood or something like that, yeah. um, depending how Liverpool's fixtures look at the same time. I, I don't like having weak players like in my team. I think at the moment there isn't that those couple of real budget players that are shining that allow you to make those moves. I think you've got some nice cheaper options, but I think I look at Scott's team and I worry about like Duffy losing his place, for example, and other things. And yeah, that's just the risk, but we'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks. Got Brandon Williams, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I've got him as well. <laughs> 
if you are picking three premiums, I think you have a, no other choice of kind of going Liveramento, Duffy, Williams. Uh, if you're having Trent as well, you kind of have to have those three guys in, in your team almost to, to make them work. And then a Sissoko and then Dennis is kind of the only cheap striker. So if you're going to go with that sort of, that's playing every week, I should say, you're going to go with that structure. My only worry about having so many premiums is that you can only captain one of them. That's my only way that, I don't like having too much money in my team that I can't captain. Um, so my I do a cap, my captaincy matrix I've worked out as being basically I'm going to do Salah this week and then it's either Salah or Ronaldo next week. Then I'm going to Ronaldo out for Lukaku and then it's going to be Lukaku pretty much captain up till game week 11, maybe a Salah in the middle of there. And then at that point, I'll make that decision of if I want to go to Kane or not. Um, because you kind of cover them in your team, but you almost... Not that you you don't need to because you obviously do because they're premium players. But actually, if you've got Ronaldo in your team between game week seven and 11, how many of those game weeks are you going to captain him? I think looking at his fixtures when I was looking at it and handily enough, I can you know, click on it. I think there was, well, if, if it works, that'd be nice. Um, I think there was none. Yeah, there was none between seven and 11 that I'd look to captain him. So holding on to a 12 and a half million pound player that I'm never going to captain um, even if he gets two goals, it's 13 points. And how many of those games is he going to get two goals in? So that's my only thing about having too many premiums. I'd be happy to have that many premiums when they've all got good fixtures because they're all good fixtures. But if they haven't, then I don't want to have, I'd rather spread the money a little bit. But that's my way of looking at it anyway. It also means that you can't, you know, if someone comes into form like Damari Gray has, it's very hard to get that player in if you've got too much money spent on one player. Um, I'm trying to talk myself out of playing a wild card soon for Lukaku, obviously, but that, that's possibly <laughs> a reason not to do it. Um, I think you're, you're right in that sense that maybe Scott's also kind of slightly struggled with that in terms of having to make two transfers to get Trent in this week. So because you haven't got Trent, it's, it's, if you haven't got him, it's hard to get him. So that's why having um, a premium midfielder, like having Salah in your team, so if you do want to get rid of Salah and go to a front, you can do that in two transfers. Whereas if you haven't got Salah, you kind of struggle to then, what if Mane starts kicking off? Which, you know, if we actually look at the XGI non-penalty or whatever it is, let's just look at the extra, what's the goal involvements? Um, or oh, I don't know where's his XG, there it is. Like Mane is like second in the league for XG. Like, and normally, obviously last season he underperformed on his expected goals, but up to the three seasons previous as prep for the podcast. And actually normally he gets his XG. So last season was a bit of a rare one. So he could then bag. And if you haven't got Salah, then how do you get to Mane? It, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. Anyway, we could talk about that for a long time. I, want, I wanted to, um, a lot of people, if they haven't wildcarded already, have targeted game week seven within the community as a wildcard. So what I wanted to do was have a quick look at options for teams who have good fixtures in game weeks five and six and look at these guys as, um, as the teams to target. Liverpool, obviously up there. We can round them off relatively quickly, I think, boys. If you're going for a defender, you go for Trent. If you're going for a midfielder, it's Salah and Jota. And that's it, really, I think, isn't it? Let's be honest, unless you want to take that punt on Mane. But everyone's pretty much going to have their money tied up in the other premiums, as we've just discussed. Any Anybody else got anything to chip in on that one? I, I no, think only Tom would. Tom would take a risk on Mane, I think. That's about it. <laughs> you're right there, Matt. Um, Watford, start with them. Norwich and Newcastle. We've obviously talked about Dennis, talked about Sissoko. 
Ishmael Assar, any anybody else who anybody else we're thinking about potentially having a look at in terms of Watford? I don't like them defensively, so I'm, I, you know, having Dennis in there as an option to take a punt on for a week is probably the best option. Maybe Saar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems, see, yeah, seems like that, doesn't it? Um, in terms of the options on that one, anyone brave enough to gamble on Newcastle? Nope. <laughs> for podcasters, no. I've just got a sea of shaking heads <laughs> <laughs> right there from it. Well, the thing is, Wilson's injured, isn't he? Obviously. Um, what else was he going to do? You know, he, he played three games or something, so he got injured. Um, so he's he's the one to rule out. Uh, Everton options. I think that's a relatively interesting one to discuss about. Uh, Villa away and then Norwich at home. Anybody you think's worth taking a pump for? Dukore. Get him, get him playing for. If they as soon as they changed formations yesterday, my God, he looks good. It was. I, the- I was- he was really interviewed impressive. before playing more attacking. He was, they was told Rafa was going to get him more f- uh, further forward. He's looking so good as well. Like when he's, he's got such an engine on him, hasn't he? Yeah, he impressed me. I'm not going to lie. If he was a bit cheaper, I'd be looking trying to get him in as a uh, over Sissoko because I honestly think he looks really, really good. I didn't watch Monday Night Football yesterday. Like, how did Everton play without Calvert Lewin? So they they played five at the back to begin with really struggled and then he went he was going to make the change anyway but he made the change at the same time as when they went 1-1 and then as soon as they went I think they went 4-4-2 or something they they looked a different team and that pushed the Corey on and he looked I think they brought Andre Gomez on who kind of sat on a little bit and Decore looked unbelievable there he you know he, he a millimeter away from having a goal as well in that game um he, he looked he looked really good really exciting actually uh, the, I think the the only issue we have with if you're going to do in Decore and like Gray's basically the same price, so Gray over Decore, I, 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 I seems to be the go-to. Only one points difference this season, and he scored again yeah. yesterday, didn't he, Gray? He did, yeah. I can't so, believe how close that is. I think Demario Gray's been absolutely smashing it, and then there's only one point between them. I didn't realise that. Just yeah. shows how. Yeah, I think Decore is going under the radar there, Scott. Yeah. The 5.5 as well is in that really nice affordable bracket that you'll need if you're going to have your premiums. Uh, yeah. But you need someone who's going to play every week. But looking in terms of uh, the core race so far, if I didn't have a lag on my computer for all the YouTube watchers, uh, 90 minutes every game so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One goal and three assists. Um, he's also going to be quite good on the bonus point schedule as well. And he does this to Corey. Like he had a bad season that season, but he usually chips away with 136, 124. He's that sort of points getter. But anyway, yeah, I think he's a good one to watch. Townsend only scores worldies, as we've said. Yeah, you'd go I'm for not... Gray. You'd go for Gray, though, wouldn't you? Over him, would you go for even though he's playing more advanced? Would you still pick him? Would you still pick Decore over over him as well? I would actually, because like you say, I think yeah. Townsend's just the world every now and again, isn't it? But he did yeah. look good. He looks good on that wing. To be fair. And Everton's defence, I think Dini is vastly overpriced for what he's performing at so far with 10 points. Um, and Coleman as well as just, he gets injury from time to time. Um, how did Richarlison look very briefly? I never think he looks good, but he does return goals. <laughs> like does. I always think he looks poor and he has poor shots, but then he's got goals. Calvert Lewin's going out the team now for a couple of weeks with an injury. He'll take penalties. Exactly. He could be a shout for your Calvert Lewin to Rickardson or an Antonio maybe out if you were, you know, wanting just a one week punt maybe as well on Rickardson. Well, we are talking about a two week punt here. That's what we are talking yeah. about in terms of a player. So 
I, I completely agree with you. If I was wildcarding, Rose Richardson had never been in my team for a long-term no. plan ever. But for two weeks, you never know. Um, yeah. at Wolves, obviously, great fixtures. Um, uh, it, just it, for, for podcast listeners, um, the top performing players for Wolves so far this season, Marcel Defender, Saar goalkeeper, Cody Defender, Sice Defender, Kilman Defender, Semedo Defender, Moutinho, defensive midfielder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to Trincao and Torres, who've got 10 and 9 points. I, I was not surprised at all to see their first goal they scored against Brentford was an own goal either. Um, why can't they score? I just don't really understand these front guys. They look like they should be able to do it, but investment seems to be in the defence. Yeah, Trincao looks great, but like you say, goals seem to be a bit of a struggle for Wolves. I've I really like Marcel. I think I, he's my transfer in this week for Chilwell. Um, I just think you've got to cover Wolves in these next few fixtures, even if you can take him out in your wild card. I don't think you would. Um, Connor Cody is going to you know start every game, but I just fancied him over Semedo. Um, who seems to get in great positions, but would just frustrate me too much. He's also point four more expensive, isn't he? And mm. yeah, there's no need to spend that money. It, no. it seems at this point. Um, and Wolves are just the, the classic. They're just not. They're not sco- at the moment. It seems they're not going to score the goals. I mean, Jack yeah. Triori looks great. He's baby old up to the eyeballs, isn't he? He looks fantastic <laughs> when he's on the pitch. But he just can't seem to put the ball in the back of the net for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah. So one one who you haven't mentioned there is the. Striker who scored um, the new signing. Fang, Fang. Yeah, Chinese he was one. who I was thinking of instead of Dennis, um, who I might, who when I had my wild card, um, just because I don't know how much game time we get over Jimenez, but if they need goals and they're going to bring him on fairly quickly off the bench, and you're always going to have five in midfield in your wild card team with Gray and Decore around and other players. He could be a decent one to be your third choice striker. Are they playing two up front now, Wolves? Is Chori kind of playing just off it? No, yeah. Trin- it was it a front two or front three? Away, don't they on? Yeah, on, just behind Jimenez. Yeah, because I think they they might they could play him on the wing and things like that. So maybe even wing back for Chori if they do put him in. So he could be a good shout that Jack. Yeah, so let's keep an eye on him over the next couple of couple of game weeks to see for a wild card team in game week seven. He might be the he might be a good shout at that point. Um, Anybody dare invest in Norwich? Um, I've seen they've got a 3.9 uh, defender now. And when I was looking at my wild card... I'm a Bamidelli, mate. For, I'm a, yeah. He started as well. That was a, one of the shouts at the beginning of the season. He played every every preseason game. And I think he got COVID or something. Um, yeah. So he, he could he could be a backup shot. I think someone like Williams and, and I'm a Bamidelli are actually good people to have on your wild card, but you're not taking punts on them. Uh, I wanted to properly talk about Leicester. Now, their man, Jamie Vardy, is he a man that we're going to take a punt on? Because I love it for these fixtures as well. Brighton, away, okay. They have still conceded some goals. And then Burnley at home, who have looked really, really rubbish. So, um, Leicester, discuss. There's not the goal-scoring midfielder. I think that's what they really miss. Um, but that's great, obviously, if you want to have Vardy in your team because you think where the goal's going to come from. And I can't see too many um, goal-scorers there apart from maybe Tielemans popping up with the goal. Um, Barnes has really disappointed me this season. I thought he'd be 
Don't, um, t- don't talk about Barnes anymore, Jack. Honestly, <laughs> what what the, the only player at the start of the season for me has just really killed my. He just he'd done my head in, to be honest. I thought he'd do so much better. Six point eight million now, so is Madison. Eleven point five percent selected by Vardy. I expected that to be a bit higher, but maybe that's because of Lukaku and Ronaldo. It's exactly. Maybe that. that was recently a bit higher. I look at that eleven point five percent for Jamie Vardy, and I think that if he he. For me, along with dare I say it, Mane, because of his stats, but that's a that's a very eh, between gritted through gritted teeth. If I was taking a punt on a player, I you know, and I had the budget, Vardy would be one of those ones that was up there. And 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 Tielemann seems to get into advanced positions all the time. He seems to drive that midfield forward. I don't really understand what's going on with Madison and Barnes, but I really like the look of Tielemans. Um, and I, but here's one for you: Would you rather have a premium? say Lukaku and Ronaldo and say a Decore or a Gray in midfield or would you rather have Vardy and say someone around about the 7.5 bracket Greenwood Jota Torres for the next, I, for the next, I think for, I'd go with the, the premium striker for the next two game weeks if I had Ronaldo I'd probably go Vardy over Lukaku and then have a, a more higher um, higher valued midfielder just if I was wild carding in game week seven, that is, yeah, to like, get Lukaku, right? but at that at that point, yeah, it, let's talk like long term. I wouldn't do that, but for short term, for two weeks, because everyone's talking about this wild card game week seven if they haven't done it already, and I'm like, well, now's the time you can take a punt and not have to worry about it as much. Um, any comments on Leicester, Scotty? Uh, no, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then you get onto teams like Brighton, um, uh, and uh, who, you know you can all the values in their defence. Unless you want to take punts on Trossard or Mope if you've got gambling problems. Um, Leeds, Newcastle. I'm keeping Rafinha in. I don't care that he's done very little <laughs> all season. He's he seems to be so vital to how Leeds play, and I'm just waiting for a return before transferring him out. I can't. I, with Barnes, he's the one who disappointed me. I thought he'd be popping up with a lot more. Yeah. He just, he just he looks dull, doesn't he, Barnes? But anyway, yeah. let's see. It just, it just doesn't even excite me to watch him anymore, which is really upsetting. But Martin, resident Leeds fan, come on. Yeah. Um, so positive. Yeah, like we've had um, four tough fixtures to start um, the league, like ones you might not expect us to win. But this is where our fixtures start to look like, you know, Newcastle away. The, ty- the types of fixtures we were winning convincing last season, I expect us, I expect us to start to perform a bit better now. Um, so Bamford, yeah, definitely worth a punt, especially, you know, the Calvert-Lewin uh, price being very similar. Um, and Antonio being suspended. Yeah, would, ex- would, you, would Bamford be the one that you'd switch for? I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere near our defence at the moment, especially with our best defender, Lorente, getting injured as well. But um, yeah, so Bamford and Rafinha are the only ones. Harrison's always sort of talked about, but his minutes are going to go a little bit because of Dan James. I think he's going to be the one that's first subbed off. So yeah, if you go for anyone, it's Bamford and Rafinha. I don't think anyone else. I like the um, I like the move from Antonio to Bamford. If let's say, for example, you haven't got value tied up in him, um, or Calvert Lewin to Bamford again for for two game weeks if you if you wanted to do so to take that gamble. But even if it was a longer term, because I was just looking at the fixtures then for, for pod listeners: Newcastle, West Ham at home, Watford, Southampton, Wolves, and Norwich, all the way up until game week eleven when they play then Leicester and Spurs. But I mean Leicester and Spurs, you can definitely hold players through Leicester and Spurs. They're not the top four. Yeah, Bamford did great against Leicester last season, so yeah, wouldn't be worried by that. 
I Gary Neville was loving his movement, wasn't he, against Liverpool? And I think if that chance that fell to um, Rodrigo fell to Bamford, he would have finished that. There was um, two opportunities for Bamford where it just was like an inch in front of his foot from having a good touch and then having a shot on goal. And um, on another day, yeah, he could have had two goals uh, in that game, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, he's not playing badly at all. Um, and yeah, the fixtures look good to game week 15, don't they? Really, looking yeah. at that. Final team to touch on? Um, unless you got anything to add on Leeds, Scott? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Arsenal. I will just say something really quickly on Leeds. They've absolutely been, in my eyes, a really big disappointment so far this season. Um, yeah, they've got to agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that they have to have a fire. Yeah, they have I to think fair, judge them but... after 10 games. I don't think you judge them after these four games. It's a uh, season definitely starts now. The Burnley results, the one that's a real disappointment, let's be honest. Yeah. That was, that was and, a real... Um, for, me, for me, Everton at home, that partisan Leeds crowd, I'm sorry, you've got to be winning that. Mm. Yeah, we, we, um, we only turned up where... For about twenty minutes in the second half, if we started the game well, we should have we would have won that. Yeah. Uh, all the value in Arsenal. Now, I had um, the, the the gentleman who was our manager of the week this week, and uh, that's why I've waited until now to mention him. Uh, David Byrne sent me in a question. Who uh, congratulations today for being our manager of the week? He's a big Arsenal fan. Um, he asked me about where the value was in the Arsenal team and what we thought about the um, the defense moving forward and all the four point five options. It, it, it is interesting to to have a look at because I mean Ramsdale now looks like he's going to be and I I just don't I don't know how this lad does it but he's going to be Arsenal's number one now um, moving forward. It, incredible! It's won some kind of lottery, Annie, or a raffle. <laughs> just I can't, I can't understand what's going on with him. But anyway, um, he's going to be Arsenal's number one at four point five. Tommy Yasu, I know he played 60-odd minutes, but Arsenal have been screaming out for a right-back, even though they've had like three on the bench for, for ages, but they apparently they wanted a new one, which is fine. And Tommy Yasu came on and played 60-odd minutes, 0.6% owned, 4.5 mil, White at 4.4 mil, Tierney 4.9. Again, as a punt, Tierney's still fine. I mean, Spurs don't exactly look amazing, but Burnley and Spurs, maybe if you wanted to take a punt, this guy's getting forward all the time. Um, I'd never have him long-term because he's made of chocolate. Um, and it's just ridiculous how he just falls apart. Um, but obviously, Gabriel's too expensive at 5 mil. But then also the, the value in midfield. Saka's 6.3, fine. But then after that, you're looking at Odegaard at 5.5. Smith-Rowe is now 5.3. Some value in this Arsenal team. Jack, you're not looking very uh, positive about No, them. no, no. I'm nodding along. I love to watch these players play, but they're often assisting the assist. And I think it was Scott or Martin that said earlier, I'm not sure about Arsenal's attack. The defence is the way to go. Um, yeah, I think Martin said White, and I do like that, Tommy Asu as well. Um, those are the two yeah. players that I'd be considering. Tierney is just a little bit too expensive for getting forward and getting some potential attacking returns. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, Pepe looks good if I wasn't bothered about cost and Aubameyang surprised me this weekend getting that goal yeah if Pepe uh, was 6.5 yeah yeah he'd start tempting you'd be yeah. like you're like I'd be, I'd be like I like that he was my high risk two week pun I had on my list I thought you know what if you wanted to go real risky why not yeah I think... he can quite easily pop up in a game and get two yeah. goals and assist and you wouldn't think that was out of the ordinary I think I think these points though that we're looking at the screen here are a bit obscured I don't know if you saw the goal. 
it's a joke goal. Um, you know, Pepe <laughs> had no idea about the assist. And Aubameyang stabbed at him from about one yeah. centimetre out. So take that goal away. And yeah. They're, Does they're he just need one goal to get going though, Scott? No. It, is this the look, turning point? He's not been getting going for about two years, has he? So um, they look boring. They bore me, Arsenal now. Do you remember when he used to be entertaining? Yeah. so boring yeah. to watch now. I'd watch Burnley over them. Actually, Burnley were all right. First half yesterday, they looked quite good. Arsenal, boring. Just a wrestling match these days, Burnley, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Saka's been a big disappointment. Yeah. It's, um, again, Arsenal are just, they've got such good fixtures. But they are just a wait and see, again, still for me. Um, it's one of those, I, though, when you look at the fixtures, it's like you could look at um, Norwich and go, oh, they've got good fixtures. They're still crap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and and this this takes me on to an an important point I think about how we go about picking our fantasy assets. So um, with having two guys on on the podcast who are, who are quite new to it, it's pretty obvious. So I go about picking mine in terms of form and fixture, and then individuals. It's more about their attacking prowess, and um, for defenders, it's actually more about the team stats that make me pick the defenders. Obviously, other than their individual attacking assets, but I look at defenses where teams are not facing that many shots or whatever else as it might be, but. Um, Jack, as a, as, a, as a guy that's been really successful at Fantasy for the past sort of three or four seasons in particular, but obviously a little bit longer playing it, how do you go about identifying your assets? Do you have a process? Um, I try not to take out a player who's performed for me the week before. Um, it's always about the players. It's mainly looking at a position where I'm struggling and someone who's going to play, you know. There's no point having three good attackers and three um, good, five good midfielders. So I'd look, right, I need a defender and then I'd have a look in sort of last three games, how are they doing, um, future fixtures, like you say. There is a little bit of the eye test, um, but I think the stats usually back up the eye test. I think the players that deceive the eye test are Triori, um, Saka and mm-hmm. Smith-Rowe. Like, these players that look great do contribute a lot to the team, don't get me wrong, but in terms of fantasy, don't actually score you that many points. Yeah, um, they're, they're interesting. Aren't they? Tried and tested. I never go near Rashford. I know he scores points, but he just frustrates me as a player. Zaha, I know he scores points, but he just frustrates me. So patchy. Go back to, you know, I think Lukaku will start to become the Salah this season. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. Martin, yourself, any, any, any process you go through in particular? Um, your fixtures is the key one, really. So if they are historically a pretty good team, like I looked at Arsenal and like, you know what, those fixtures are just like undeniable not to have a defender in. So I put them in on my wild card. So Ben White got that clean sheet as well. So kind of justified that. Um, and the same with like Wolves went for Traore because I thought fixtures again. Um, and also I, I'm not too keen on the new, new FBL assets that are coming through. I'm always looking for that proven player from the past. Someone who's scored big, before that's why Antonio was a no-brainer like early on in the season because he can score lots of goals people who can score two or more goals like Jota and Torres as well that's why I went for them in my teams um so I'm always looking for yeah less risky players I guess people have done it before um and then those good fixture runs um and then yeah like you say Trent's just always in there and Salah's always in there and I don't think they'll come out of my team but yeah apart from that um yeah just kind of a fixture guy really yeah uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting that um, you you always and then everyone's always trying to pick up the next uh, the next player that's going to do really well, 
I'm, I'm always looking for a combination of um, the eye test in particular. That's the number one thing. You, when I'm watching like the games or match of the day or whatever else, that, that's, the, that's the key. I'm looking, I'm watching the players. And then you want to look at the statistics to back that up. And if you can get in there a little bit earlier, that's better. No, it's just interesting to talk about process. And I also think, get, the, I think the key on that as well is not relying too much and getting giddy on the eye test because you'd be, you'd, before you know, be doing a minus four every week. Because <laughs> I, I think I've looked Conor Gallagher the last two weeks. Like he's looked really good, um, and I'd love to get him in. And I watched football last night. I wanted to get Decor in and Trent. Next one, I'm doing a minus eight, and this is not the hard <laughs> to play the game. But I get too giddy. But I, I would yeah. just say something about Martin said there's really good. Um, so I know Liam, for instance, put Jaden Sancho in the first week. One of our friends who's the what, what is the, the apprentice? Yeah. Um, and I think that that is one thing, isn't it? Maybe to a new player, they've got this guy coming in who's not really ever played in the Premier League. They've put him in when actually, I look at you three, for example, who've done really well in fantasy over the last few years. You stick with improving players, don't you? And the ones that no, I know I get excited sometimes, but yeah, I think sticking to improving Premier League players is, is not a bad shout, especially early on. And yeah. I think. Let's all remember, we play this for fun as well. It's also good to put players in your team that you're actually going to enjoy watching. So yeah. I really wanted Ronaldo to do well. I knew I was going to watch the game. So I was going to put Ronaldo in because I think I'd enjoy watching him and scoring the goals. And you do it for that feeling of, yeah, your team's doing well. Was he one of these illegal streamers then, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> final score, final score. I, uh... I agree with that as well. Is um, I like to sometimes put a captain on the game I'm watching, like just mm. just because it's more interest. Yeah, definitely for this season because we we watched every game last season. Yeah. Whereas like for this season, I, I yeah, I either like to put a captain on, obviously as as a United fan, a United player, <laughs> so I can cheer them on, or a, a player in a team that I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. That's that's the ideal because um, like you say, it's fun to watch them. And cheer them on. And, and that's why I don't captain a defender, even though I've been tempted by Trent a couple of times, because you're just watching a game in pure fear. He's like, please don't score against me. He's just ruined my game week, even with like Shaw getting an assist. Newcastle scoring that one goal, he only got five points. Um, wanted to have a, a really quick look as well at fixtures here. Uh, just for um, because my ideal world is I'm going to um, wildcard, so I've gone to game week 13, 14 there, uh, up to game week 13. My ideal world is I'm going to wildcard in game week 14 if I can make it last until that point. Um, and the, the, there's the big fixture swing for Chelsea. I just wanted to mention planning ahead for that if you aren't going to be wildcarding in game week seven, making sure you've got your budget right. If you are going to get Lukaku in, then make sure you've got enough money to do it. And if you've got money in Ronaldo, then obviously United's fixtures, they are bottom of the fixture ticker on Fantasy Football Hub from game weeks five to 13. So, I mean, Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs, Man City, Watford, and then Chelsea. They've got a horrendous run of games, Man United. So, it, uh, actually, I'm going to have a mass exodus of United and go on to Chelsea, I think, in game week seven. But plan your budget for that point. Liverpool relatively consistent throughout. Um, but Man City still, they're, they're really up and down in terms of the fixtures um, moving forward. The other thing to really pay attention to is now Europe starting. So, if, if we're watching the Champions League games, who's playing in the Champions League? I'm now personally still and you'll see my fantasy team has got no Man City players in it and currently got no Chelsea players in it um, they just tinker with their teams way too much for my liking if I'm going to go to Chelsea 
I'm probably going to gamble on one defender. I was going to go Mount maybe as well, but it's just going to be Lukaku, I think, pretty much, because I want to go for for reliable players um, and people that aren't getting uh, getting turned over. Uh, so to summarise recommendations, lads, uh, taking punts, if I had to ask you boys for your top two punts for the next two game weeks, who would they be? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go on, Jack. I'll go for a Wolves defender, be it um, Connor Cody or Marcel. Cody's not a punt. <laughs> Marcel, <laughs> Marcel. You go for Marcel. That's I think they are to. a punt because they're going to pick you up. Um, he's not very really fun, really fun, though, is he? Marcel. Oh, OK, is this going to be going to score you over <laughs> 10 points, is it? Yeah. I just want to go for that. Marcel, you go up the two, though, wouldn't you? For both 4.5. Yeah, I would. But I think some people like to put Connor Cody in because he's not going to get rotated. Yeah, I'm one of them guys, to be fair. Yep, second one. <sighs> one of the Everton... Uh, midfielders and now now that Scott's mentioned Decorey I'm so tempted by Decorey it's going to be grey but now I've seen Decorey I'm oh yeah. this is, this is a I problem with this swayed. podcast that I come out of this podcast wanting to make about 10 changes honestly <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going to have to like make sure I don't go anywhere near that wildcard button so I've asked Jack for uh, two players and he's given me four so Martin yeah, yeah, yeah. or Decorey pick, or pick the right? two out of there that are sensible though <laughs> Martin um, I think it'd be the strikers because of the problems with DCL and Antonio. So um, Bamford and Ricardson are the punts that I would uh, suggest. Um, both have scored big in the past um, and got favourable fixtures. Yeah, you've got Pepe in your back pocket, haven't you? Uh, yeah, Pepe, if you want a midfield change, yeah. So, Scotty? Uh, yeah, I've, I've decorey. I know we've said it already. I think I'm a bit in love with him. I think he's more four nails this season, isn't he? Um, <laughs> I, I do really enjoy watching him. And... Yeah, I can't really think of anyone else. Um, I, I I do think uh, the boy Dennis is going to come and chip in, and that's a nice fixture, isn't it, away at Norwich? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Ronaldo's just scored in the Champions League. Oh, excellent. That's good news. Not watching the game. Can't wait to get in front of that telly. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to get different. Jamie Vardy, my main pick for a punt. Um, and then I like Pepe Martin. <laughs> yes, I mean, Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> it's a two. It's two weeks. Like just, yeah. just take that gamble. Take that risk. Don't play. It I too mean, they scrape past Norwich. Why? And now you want to put an Arsenal player in? Your- <laughs> Have you seen the goal, Alex? They scrape oh, past Norwich. Uh, Jesus. You know, but you know, Pepe could do it anyway. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. There's a punt. That's the reason. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to say Kieran Tierney, am I? Oh, sure. Why not? Um, right. <laughs> Uh, fixtures lads for the week um, game week deadline is early this week so it is at 5 o'clock on Friday do not forget 5 o'clock Friday there's a Friday night football Newcastle are playing Leeds if you are playing the draft version of the game your waivers need to be in by um, 6.30 on Thursday as well very important to know if you are playing draft um, fixtures this week uh, Newcastle Leeds Wolves Brentford I'm not going to run through them all um, for the YouTube watchers you can see them right there in front of you Captain choices, lads. Who are your captains for the week? Scott. My captain for the week is Mohammed Salah. Uh, home to Palace. Same here. Anyone else on Salah? Yeah, yeah. I'm on Salah. There you go. What a great captaincy chat. <laughs> <laughs> Salah at home. Who could you be tempted by? I was <laughs> a little bit tempted. In the Champions League. I was a little bit tempted by Torres again. Uh, the playing Southampton at home, Man City. 
just just for a just for a Corey Gamble, but wonder if he yeah. starts um, tonight. Yeah. Or is it tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Your Salah's the one because everyone, I think, pretty much eighty percent of your leagues will be going Salah when the captain. So you've got to cover it with Salah, haven't you? I'd be ridiculously surprised if Salah's not like effective ownership over a hundred and like fifty percent this week. Like, it's just going to yeah. be he's. Uh, well, maybe over 100% because he's owned by 50% of people. Uh, you know, technicalities, all the geeks out there getting me on that statistic. But still, yeah, it, it, he's he's going to be he's going to be the most captained by a by a long way. Um, podcast team for ourselves. Uh, I wanted to touch on if I can find the right tab. I've I've lost my mind here. One second. Let me get on to here. Uh, leagues and cups. There we are. Want uh, to take a look at our podcast team for the week. Um, we had a very bad week, Scott. Yeah, we were yeah. we were we were game week ranked out of eight million managers. I think five point seven million. Oh, I'd just like to point out with a freeway decision, Alex wanted to go Salah uh, captain. Um, I wanted to go Greenwood, which you know wouldn't have been the end of the world. But just want to point out Tom Hughes, who couldn't be here today, wanted to uh, put his on minus two for. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, th- there's a reason, lads, that he's not here this week. I think yeah. I, I he's an absolute Western, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I absolutely, I hope he listens. Um, but we've gone for uh, for two changes this week. We've got rid of Simicas and Mares, and we've gone for Liveramento and Jota as our players that we've brought in. Um, our aim as a podcast team, just so you guys know, is to try to get to game week 14 to wildcard at that point. So that's why we've picked those players at that time um, to uh, yeah to, to keep us going to the end. And we'll also be captaining Salah this week. So great chat on the uh, on the captain <laughs> on the captains and boys. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll call it time on this one this week then. And uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, for being a part of it, Martin and Jack, uh, for joining us this week and Scott for being here as uh, as ever. Um, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also to all of the uh, the ways you get your podcasts and follow us on social media, all in football pod and all in football P. And uh, that's it for this week. And good luck. And I hope you get a green arrow. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>